Good morning, traders. How we doing? Welcome to the SPACs attack where we talk everything SPACs. And if you guys are ready for the SPACs attack, give me a thumbs up. I know we've been seeing stocks rocket all around in the SPAC industry. This is why we do what we do right here on SPACs attack is get you guys the information so that you can be informed traders out there. So start us up with a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and let's get the SPACs attacks. On November 11th, join us for Benzinga's 7th Annual FinTech Awards. It's going to be a day full of networking, deal-making, and recognition of incredible achievements that you won't want to miss. How we doing out there, traders? Welcome. Let's go ahead and bring in my man, the brains of the show, Chris Ketchy. What's going on, man? What's going on, Mitch? Yeah, happy Tuesday to you. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of stocks uh, ripping. Um, we've seen uh, some trends come back positively for, for SPACs and D-SPACs. So we got some great headlines. And Mitch, we also had a deal announced today. And, ding, and this ding, was ding, a, ding, a ding, big ding. one. Someone's already calling it out in the chat. Hurt Scrambler there, SBEA. So we will dive in and hear all about that deal announcement this morning, too. That was a hot one. We were up around 50%, now up uh, over 20%, but a well-known brand going public. Oh, no. It looks like I got my deep tone. It's Darth Mitch again. Looks like we got it, Chris. <laughs> But look, looks like my voice was perfect on live trading, was perfect pre-market prep. Now we get the stacks attack. Looks like my mic is messing up a little bit. I'll, I'll do my best to stay out and I won't interrupt so much. Uh, super excited. System one, we're going to get into marketing today. You know how I like marketing, Chris. I've talked about certain ones before in this industry. Um, we could we could talk about the big boys, TTD, you know, MG&I. Um, I've talked to PubM. You know, and, and we'll talk about system one, getting into it. So if you guys don't know what the stock is, stay tuned. You'll find all about it right here on the SPACs attack. So let's go ahead and let's get into these headlines, Chris. First things first, take us back, inform us. And of course, Darth Mitch will go and hide in the back. All right, guys. Yeah, starting out with headlines today. Up first, we have UTS, UTZ. So Oppenheimer maintaining an outperform rating on UTS brand, lowering the price target to $20. And UTS actually had news today, too. They announced the acquisition um, of RW Garcia. So this is going to expand their production capacity and also enhance their better for you portfolio. So all of RW Garcia products are non-GMO verified, gluten-free, low sodium, kosher, and free of artificial additives or preservatives. Um, so again, it's also going to help with supply chain synergies, right? So that could be important as UTS looks to expand. And now their Better For You segment will exceed $100 million on an annual basis. So UTZ getting the acquisition announcement today. We have Fisker, uh, one that we highlighted on the show yesterday, of course. Fisker announced that they secured a long-term battery capacity contract with Contemporary Amperex Technology Co., also known as CATL. This is for the Fisker Ocean SUV. So this is 5 gigawatt hour annual battery capacity that will be used in the ocean. Um, that's a big deal, right, when we talk supply chain. 
Uh, and Fisker now getting a battery deal for that ocean that they will be unveiling at the LA Auto Show later this month. So keep an eye out on Fisker on that news. Then we have Lightning E-Motors, ticker ZEV, announcing that they partnered with Siemens to offer level two charging stations. We talked a lot about charging infrastructure plays yesterday, right? Charging stations, charging connectors, and Lightning E-Motors, no stranger to the EV space, uh, getting a nice partnership there with well-known Siemens brand. Then we have PaySafe, PSFE. The PaySafe platform launches with Superbook Sports in Colorado and New Jersey. I know there's a lot of fans here in the chat that are familiar with PaySafe and PaySafe, you know, a, a payment solutions provider for many of the sports betting companies. So another deal signed by the company here. We have Polestar going public, GGPI. So they had a tweet out today. Um, it said Polestar now has 20 locations in the U.S. open and delivering cars to our customers. By the end of this year, there will be 25, and Boston was the latest to join. Welcome to the family. We talked about GGPI yesterday, right? Polestar, they already have vehicles on the road, um, but they're adding retail locations. That could be a big deal, right, to expand that brand awareness and get more vehicles out there. Um, So 20 now open in the U.S., 25 by the end of the year. Uh, Keep an eye out, GGPI. And we have AUS, which is bringing WinBet public. So I saw a tweet from Ryan Butler from The Athletic. He said, WinBet is partnering with Delaware North for West Virginia online sports betting and iGaming. So WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Um, They now have market access in 18 states. Um, So keep an eye out on AUS. And we have PPGH, which is bringing GoGoRo public. So this is the battery swapping company that's operating in Taiwan. And as you heard me say, when they announced this deal, they had uh, deals to bring the company's technology into India and China, two huge markets, right? Well, the news out today is that Gojek, the largest mobility and on-demand platform in Indonesia, is partnering with GoGoRo on a battery swapping and two-vehicle or two-wheel electric vehicle pilot uh, in the country. So Indonesia is the third largest motorized two-wheel market in the world. Seven million vehicles sold per year, less than 3% electric vehicle penetration currently. Um, So as part of this deal, Gojek is going to invest in the pipe on GoGoRo. Um, This will be a pilot of 250 smart scooters and four battery swapping stations located at gas stations in the country. Um, You know, if that pilot goes well, it could scale up to 5,000 scooters and more battery swapping stations in the future. Again, that ticker PPGH bringing GoGoRo public. We turn to our deal announced today. This ticker is SBEA. It was the high flyer this morning. Company is bringing Black Rifle Coffee Company public, valuing the company at $1.7 billion. Um, SBEA shareholders will own 18% of the company after the merger. If you're not familiar with Black Rifle Coffee Company, um, it is a well-known brand, has over 
1.9 million lifetime customers and over 270,000 active coffee club subscribers, 9.1 million followers across its social media platforms, uh, has over 50% of its employees are veterans or spouses of veterans. That's something the company prides themselves on. They sell their ready-to-drink coffee in several national retailers, including Speedway, 7-Eleven, Sam's Club, Walmart, Publix, Bass Pro Shops, and Cabela's. They are a top four brand in the ready-to-drink segment for convenience stores. So growth going forward, right now they get their revenue split 82% direct-to-consumer, 16% wholesale, and 2% outpost, which is the company's retail stores. Uh, they see opening additional outposts and adding uh, retail stores to their wholesale business as the key growth drivers. So by 2023, they see this revenue being split 43% direct to consumer, 35% wholesale, and 22% outpost. They plan to have 16 outposts open by the end of this year with seven currently open, including four franchises. And by the year 2023, they have a goal of having 78 outposts open. So the company uh, had revenue. Uh, they expect revenue to be $230 million in fiscal 2021, up 40%. They have a gross profit of $69 million last year and forecasting $92 million in fiscal 2021 with gross margins of around 40%. So revenue grew at a compounded annual growth rate of 67% from 2019 to 2021, and they are guiding for revenue to grow 37% annually from 2021 to 2023. Um, shares, as I said, were up 40 to 50% this morning. Uh, if I look right now, it looks like we are up 19% today. And then turning to the calendar, we do have deal votes today on several SPACs, SWBK, MOTN, RTPY, and KVSB. Uh, SWBK already reporting that 42% of shares were redeemed and KVSB voting uh, 13% of shares redeemed. That's what I've got, Mitch. Uh, a lot of headlines there in uh, SBAEA, the deal today. I'm not familiar with Black Rifle Coffee Company, um, but, you know, based on the move we saw in Dutch Bros, right, B-R-O-S, which I know is something you've covered a lot. Uh, there it is right there, right? And you covered it on Money Mitch so well, right? And we saw that stock take off. Based on the, I mean, 9.1 million followers on social media, they've got an NPS score of 78. I mean, Black Rifle's doing something right um, so I think this could be a, a, uh, a SPAC to watch, right? With that brand awareness. hundred percent, hundred percent, something to keep on watch. Um, one thing is with these coffee plays is I've been noticing Starbucks slightly starting to go out of favor as being just the hip coffee to drink. And so us consumers, and especially, you know, millennials coming up, Gen Z coming in, we're looking for something else. I don't think we're looking for Starbucks. Could it be bros? Could it be black? You know, we're, we're going to look to see what happens. You know, Black Rifle, from what I hear, is super strong on caffeine. And we know how that trend is going. How yeah, I, I heard Ryan say that. that it, was, it was a nice kick, right? Uh, very strong. Um, we got Tiny Pie Media in the chat saying it's like craft beer, but now it's 
craft coffee. Uh, yeah, the trend I think is to to could be to it. have that brand right awareness, right, Mitch? I think you're right that people want to to fall in love with the brand. They want to know the brand and they want to be loyal. And Starbucks just may not have that that brand recognition anymore. Um, you know, in terms of loyalty. So uh, right. well, I'm following we'll this deal do? with Black Rifle. What, what's that? We got to find a Black Rifle coffee company, right? Exactly. We got to be able to get it delivered to my house. Consumers want it, right? Direct to consumer action. I know Matt Higgins would give me a big thumbs up right now. That's what it's all about. D DTC. Can they get it to me? I want to hear about that. And, and we'll, we'll look into the S1, see what we see there. And we'll find out exactly how you could get Black Rifle Coffee yourself. So Definitely. we'll find out. All right, Chris, now is the time. Up next, we're going to be getting into it with System One. We got Michael Blend in the back, but I wanted to put on a video, quick video here to talk a little bit more about the company. Might help you better understand it right off the back. Uh, let's go ahead and play this. Today's consumers are bombarded with advertisements for endless categories of potential purchases. However, in any given moment, a particular consumer is only really in market for a couple of specific products or services. Advertisers continually are trying to acquire new customers. But any specific advertiser is limited by consumer demand, seasonality, and the economic cycle. Introducing System One's Responsive Acquisition Marketing Platform. System One's RAMP technology solves these problems using proprietary algorithms, intent data, and auctioning technology to identify precisely what consumers are in market for at a particular moment in time. RAMP is vertical agnostic and automatically shifts between hundreds of verticals as the market dictates. We are not bound to a single product offering like insurance or cars, nor are we subject to the volatility of a single market. Here's how it works. First, RAMP seamlessly integrates into every major digital advertising platform, generating ad campaigns and attribution to track every step of the conversion funnel. The platform uses natural language processing technology and proprietary consumer demand and intent data to generate a best-in-class ad aimed at a specific vertical. The advertisement is then appropriately priced and sent to the selected buy-side ad network or publisher via the RAMP API. Next. The target audience sees the ad creative and a consumer with purchase intent clicks through. The consumer is now within the System One ecosystem. With AI-powered fraud detection, a host of content-rich websites, thousands of potential monetization options, and proprietary auctioning technology, we show the optimal experience to the user. RAMP records all conversions and associated data. Millions of rows of first-party data are collected and fed back into our machine learning algorithms, all while respecting consumer privacy. The platform performs millions of optimizations each day, continually improving the marketing funnel to maximize relevance, conversion, and scale. The most advanced, responsive acquisition marketing platform. This is RAMP by System One. All right, guys, there you guys had a little preview there. One thing that I wanted to do is give you guys that, not, not necessarily to more promote for the company, but necessarily for you guys to understand 
what this company really does, right? I mean, a lot of us hear about marketing and we just don't understand how they go about it. I think this is also a, a good thing in learning because right now we've, we're in this kind of battle right now with data, right? And private information, how we're moving forward. And I think this is something to help you guys understand definitely how this, how they target us in the first place, right? I mean, we, we want to know how it works, right? So let's go ahead. Let's get at it, Chris. Let's bring on Michael. Awesome, guys. Another exclusive interview here on Spax Attack. Joining us on the show today, we have Michael Blend, the CEO and co-founder of System One. Company is going public with Trevia Acquisition, ticker TREB. Michael, welcome to Spax Attack. Chris and Mitch, super happy to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to talk about System One and introduce uh, introduce our company to, to your viewers. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, like always, you know, it's in an area that I've been looking forward to uh, as we keep going more digital and digital advertisement keeps going uh, to that side. And we, we want to learn more and, and there's going to be more companies coming out. So I appreciate you coming on and I'll let Chris take lead here. All right. So, Michael, one of the first questions we like to start out with here on SPACs Attack is why the decision for System One to go public via SPAC and was a traditional IPO also considered by your company? Yeah, great question. So, yes, uh, our companies, uh, we're not really a, a story stock like like some of the, the SPACs that you see out there with, that have great stories. We've we're not only a fast growing business, but we're highly profitable. So we've got our, our financials are over $700 million of revenue, $100 million of EBITDA uh, we're projecting this year. And so we definitely had the option to go public via traditional IPO. We looked at direct listings as well. Our, our SPAC deal with Trevia came about because I was introduced to Bill Foley. Um, I, think, I think, you know, Bill, you mentioned a couple of his other deals earlier uh, in your intro. Um, for people that don't know Bill Foley, he's one of the, the he's got a really long history of building some mega companies in the public markets, uh, super well res respected by the capital markets. And so I was introduced to Bill uh, by a mutual friend. He really educated me on SPACs and the benefits that they could bring and the unique way of getting companies public. So uh, he was looking for a platform uh, that he could scale in the public markets. That's what that's what he does is uh, scales platforms. I was looking for a, for a investor and partner that was really well respected in the capital markets. So we decided to do this deal. We announced it in June and uh, we're super excited about working with Bill and his team. Awesome. Yeah, I did see that Bill Foley will be joining the board of directors upon the closing of the merger. We, of course, know that name well here on SPACs Attack. As you mentioned, you know, Bill Foley's done several SPAC deals out there. So a big name in the space. So let's dive into System One. So the portfolio includes, you know, over 40 digital properties. And, you know, among the biggest, we have MapQuest, Info.com, How Stuff Works. Um, you know, tell us about System One and highlight some of those brands in your company's portfolio for us. Sure, absolutely. So uh, so System One, you know, what we do is omni-channel customer acquisition. It was highlighted in the video. What that really means is we're in market spending over $500 million a year on digital marketing with networks like Snapchat, Pinterest, Reddit, uh, you know, TikTok's an emerging channel for us. So really wherever consumers are. 
And what happens is people see our advertisements out there, click on our ads, and then come into our network of properties. You highlighted some of the, the more well-known ones like MapQuest and HowStuffWorks, um, Info.com. And then consumers get to our properties, read something about, you know, related to the ad they just clicked on. So they might have clicked on an ad for a home warranty product. They'll read an article or re review about home warranties. And ultimately, by doing that, we're able to make sure the customer is really looking to buy something. At that point, we send the consumer on to, a, to our, our advertisers. That's how we generate revenue. We have another really big part of our business, which is our subscription business. So the way that operates is it's the exact same customer acquisition funnel. You'll see an advertisement out there and, uh, and go through some properties we have. But ultimately, you go on uh, to purchase one of our subscription products. Uh, our largest and most well-known subscription product is an antivirus security suite called Total AV. Uh, but when you add it all up together, we've got a really large advertising business, but we also have a super fast-growing subscription business that complements it. Perfect. I, I want to take a look at, you know, the diversification of the business. That's something that, you know, drew me in in this presentation is that based on those, you know, 40 different digital brands, uh, you know, you're not tied down to one sector in terms of revenue. And then also, as you mentioned, you know, you're getting the revenue from several different areas. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, this slide here, uh, these very colorful pie charts, why that's <laughs> so important to have this diversification uh, amongst segments here? Yeah, th thanks for bringing that up. So uh, since we found a system one in 2013, we've been highly focused on building a diversified business. Uh, we think it's the right kind of business to have in the public markets. What I mean by that is that if you're really big in customer acquisition in a particular vertical like, you know, home mortgages or home refinancing, that's great when interest rates are low and everybody's refinancing their home, but it can be a little volatile when interest rates go up and people stop refining. So what we've done is our business revenue is, is, is diversified across more than 50 advertiser verticals. The way to think about that is we basically track the economy. So as things like new car sales are getting hot, then car sales would be a big vertical for us. Um, and then as you know, in health insurance starts spiking in Q4, we're big in health insurance, but we're never going to have the real volatility that happens from economic changes and the change in the economic cycle. And then on the traffic acquisition side where we do our marketing, we market everywhere. So we'll be on Google, uh, Bing, as I said, Pinterest, Snap, Reddit, you know, wherever people are. And so as people are shifting around, like, you know, we're seeing consumers shift over to TikTok these days. We go over on start, start uh, purchasing advertising on TikTok. And so by having that diversification, we feel like we've, we've built a business that's pretty rock solid for the public markets. And then our subscription business, um, I think as your, uh, your viewers know, subscription businesses are really highly predictable revenue streams because uh, consumers are, are renewing their subscription on a predictable basis. So combine that with their advertising business, we've, we've got a rock solid company. Quick segue there, the subscription business is my next question. You know, as part of this SPAC merger, System One is, uh, you know, combining with Protected.net, which is a leading developer of security and privacy subscription products with over 2 million paying subscribers. Can you talk a little bit about this acquisition and why it's important, the continued growth of the subscription model for your company? Yeah, absolutely. In, in around 2018, 
you know, System One was primarily an advertising business, uh, you know, working with advertisers. And we decided that we wanted to take our ramp marketing platform. And um, in addition to sending customers to, to paying advertisers, we would start sending them to our own subscription products. We did that by virtue of making a majority investment in protected.net. Um, they've got an amazing team. I got some magic in really building subscription products from scratch. In 2016, when that company was founded, it had you know zero subscribers for their products. And uh, now in 2021, fast forward, you know, there are over 2 million subscribers, making it one of the largest, fastest growing uh, security suites in market. And with this, with our SPAC deal with Trebia, we're able to fully acquire the business and, and bring it into the fold. So we're super excited about, about the acquisition of Protected. And uh, we're going to be a really strong combined company. Perfect. I, I just want to talk a little broadly right now. The U.S. digital advertising business was $150 billion in 2021. And according to your presentation, uh, it could hit $278 billion in 2024. You mentioned, you know, following the trends, right? Snapchat, TikTok. Um, give us the behind the scenes, you know, how does System 1 you know, uh, get to where the puck is going, right? In terms of the advertising growth, uh, you know, how are those trends captured? Yeah, well, first of all, there's just enormous tailwinds uh, in digital marketing as a whole, but specifically where system one plays, which is in customer acquisition. You've got this like billions and billions of dollars flooding in offline uh, into, di into digital, and that's not going to slow down. So the way that we're able to kind of like, you know, go where the puck is headed, uh, skate where the puck is headed is we're in market in really almost every even even small cust potential customer acquisition channel. So something pops up, you know, people talk about TikTok, which didn't exist a few years ago. We're going to be buying advertisements wherever any, any you know, consumers are. And so is something like TikTok or Snap starts scaling and growing quickly. We're going to be there and ride those tailwinds uh, along with them. So, so the way that we know uh, where consumers are headed is, is we try to be everywhere they are currently. And then moving beyond the U.S. market, you know, international expansion was highlighted in the presentation, and it's been one of your high growth areas. Um, you know, with international revenue twelve percent in the first quarter of twenty twenty one compared to 5% in the prior year's first quarter. Talk to us a little bit about international growth and how System 1 is going to attack that huge market as well. Yeah, th thanks for the question. So, uh, you know, a few years ago, we were just absolutely crushing it uh, in the domestic market. And it's pretty natural for us to let's start looking interna international. I think as all of your viewers know, international digital marketing is, you know, you know more than half of the, the total global market. And so we took our approach, which is, uh, you know, advertising on platforms domestically, sending them into English language articles and really replicated that uh, international. And so we started moving into places like like the EU and UK, uh, Canada, Australia, primarily English speaking languages at, at, at the start. And um, over the last year and a half, we've started translating our content into into Spanish Um you know, German, French, all the international uh, geographies. And we're seeing enormous growth. We, we've actually updated these numbers uh, and we'll pr be providing new guidance uh, this week. But international is, is a really rapidly growing segment for us. And it's not going to slow down. 
like every indication is, you know, we, we've, we'd like our international revenue to index pretty closely to where international does as a whole in the digital space, which is, you know, 50% or more. Perfect. And then you mentioned, you know, financials at the start of the interview, right? Uh, we see a lot of startups go public via SPAC, right? And System One is not a startup. We have real revenue. We, we've also got some real earnings. So let's start with revenue. Um, $580 million in fiscal 2020 and projected 763 in 2021. Compounded annual growth estimates of 31% through 2022. Talk to us a little bit. How is System One, you know, able to, you know, continue this growth going forward? I mean, look at that chart there. We, we've got some steady climbs with revenue. Uh, walk us through this, how System One uh, can do that. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we feel like we've got a little bit of magic in our in our ramp technology platform. Uh, we believe we're the best, you know, you know, without setting boastful, we're the best digital marketers on the planet. And um, and when when you're really good at, at finding customers for advertisers, advertisers are, are discussions with advertisers. They just want more and more and more of our uh, of our business. And so on the advertising side, it's really kind of basic blocking, blocking and tackling for us. We're going to continue increasing ad spend profitably. We're going to be going to more international markets. We're going to be increasing the advertiser verticals that we generate revenue in. Um, that's something we've been doing really since we started the company day one in 2013. Um, on the subscription side of the business, pretty much more of the same. Uh, the team of Protected uh, it does a really great job. they got a fantastic product team and can roll out new subscription products one by one. Uh, we already have two new products in market an ad blocker product, um, and then a, and a, a, a product that allows you to, to surf the internet uh, uh, securely. And so we'll be rolling out some more privacy and subscription products. But when you really look at consumer subscription products, we tend to think there's a lot of different markets we could disrupt. And what I mean by that, when you look at products like, um, you know, things like web hosting, or uh, online backup, Th those products are really differentiated by their ability to acquire customers efficiently. And because we have this, uh, our ramp platform, which we think acquires customers more efficiently than any other platform out there, we intend on the subscription side to continue rolling out products across a bunch of consumer categories and uh, scaling those businesses using our ramp platform. So, you know, looking ahead, we don't see any slowdown in our growth. Uh, the advertising subscription size should both be, you know, got a lot of runway ahead of them over the next few years. And like I said, we'll be, uh, we've already increased our guidance once uh, since, since Trebia, we announced a deal with Trebia and uh, we're going to be releasing updated guidance uh, coming up this week. Perfect. Yeah, we always like to see, you know, increased guidance uh, after the SPAC deal is announced. That's always a uh, breath of fresh air. Um, I, I want to talk about your brands again. You've got a slide that, that shows off, you know, those brands. And as I mentioned, you know, MapQuest, Info.com, How Stuff Works, those are the well known ones. Um, give us some highlights, uh, you know, the other brands, maybe which are some of the high growth brands that maybe people should have on their radar from your portfolio? Uh, of companies. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to draw you every, everybody's attention to StartPage. Uh, it's the second largest uh, private search engine out there. And, um, and we, we call it the most private search engine. 
So that's one that's well known, got millions of people using it uh, uh, every single day. Some of our other emerging brands that we've got are um, Cars Genius, Wallet Genius. Um, you know, there's a whole plethora of them. Uh, some of them super well known, others of them more niche. We have Legal Boulevard, uh, which, it, which is our legal search engine. Um, and we're, we're always either acquiring new brands or creating them from scratch. And that's happening on a regular basis. So, um, so in, I, on, on a go forward basis, you know, you'll be seeing us continue to do M&A. Um, M&A will, will be acquiring additional brands that we can push through the funnel. Uh, we'll also be looking at acquiring some smaller subscription businesses uh, that we think we can scale pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, that leads into, you know, a couple of questions here, Michael, you know, M&A, you know, you've been successful with, right? We saw that in a couple of the slides in the presentation that you've been able to acquire brands, integrate them into the ramp technology. Um, You know, are there any specific verticals you're able to discuss, you know, that you're looking at for M&A? And just to clarify that there is no M&A priced into current financial projections. Yeah, that's correct. So if you look at our, 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 our historical financials and our forward projections, there's no M&A. Uh, our, our historicals are pro forma for M&A. And on a go forward basis, we don't, we're not anticipating any M&A in the numbers. That being said, we've done a great job of acquiring businesses. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've done deals on a regular basis, uh, historically at very accretive uh, uh, EBITDA multiples. Um, on a go forward basis, you know, we, we're not yet releasing the, the, any deals that we've got in the works, obviously, but you could expect us to buy some uh, sites that would complement our, our, existing, our existing areas that we've got. Um, there's a few areas where we don't currently play in the market right now. Like we don't do much in, for instance, the Amazon uh, ecosystem. That would be an example of a, of a acquisition we could do that would, you know, increase our total addressable market quite a bit. And then, as I said, on the subscription side of the business, you know, we're taking a look at, you know, tens of products right now that, w- that we know we could, we could push through the ramp platform, but really our biggest challenge on, uh, on, on M and A is just maintaining our discipline. There's literally hundreds of companies that we can acquire uh, that we can accelerate their growth with our marketing platform, but we try to be very disciplined about buying the right companies be very certain we're going to do them at, at a creative multiples. And for us also, the culture of the company that we're going to be acquiring has to fit our culture. And we've got to be able to take their technology and integrate it into our technology platform. Perfect. Well, Michael, I've got a great question here from the chat. That's one of the things we love doing here on SPACs Attack. Uh, Solar Up, one of our loyal viewers, uh, said that a lot of these companies uh, were built before Apple's privacy policy change. How has this change affected their revenue and forward business plans? I know there's a slide in your presentation talking about how Google has changed. Uh, can you fill us in? You know, how have the Google changes and Apple changes affected your business? That's a fantastic question. So uh, the Google and Apple changes are primarily focused on uh, eliminating as much as they can third-party cookie advertising. That's a really the, the kind of advertising that's kind of intrusive and a little bit creepy uh, when a company follows you around the internet and you, you have no idea how the company knows about you. 
Um, we're very fortunate at System One that we don't do uh, third-party uh, cookie advertising. We're, we're what's called a first-party cookie company, where um, we're using only first-party data. Where a customer is chosen to, a consumer is chosen to come to our websites, and and let us know what they're what they're in market for. So the changes that Apple and and uh, and Google are rolling out are affecting the third-party cookie advertisers, which which has the you know at least for System One the happy benefit of, of giving us some tailwinds as those uh, competitive advertisers kind of drop out of the market. Our system works, works even, even better. Perfect. Yeah. Solar up in the chat. Thanks for that. Great question. Um, well, Michael, this was fun. Uh, you know, so joining us again on SPACs tech, Michael blend, the CEO and co-founder of system one company going public with Trevia acquisition ticker T R E B and Michael, remind me, what will that new ticker be when System One completes the merger? So, uh, so we're gonna be we're gonna be going uh, with with the with the System One name, and um, we're gonna be going with uh, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be S S T at. <laughs> Oh, I put you on the spot. S- I couldn't remember. S- I couldn't remember S- the ticker. SST and the it's it's a joke internally, but um, SST both means supersonic, um, but it's also the name of the iconic uh, punk rock label SST. So we got a lot of punk fans at our <laughs> at our company. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So all all of your hopefully all of your viewers remember SST. Well, after that description, I mean, I know I will. So hopefully everyone out there will remember as well. But Michael, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, joining us on SPACs Attack. And we look forward to following the progress of your company as you work through the merger process. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, guys, you heard it here on SPACs Attack, right? System One, an advertising company with some great well-known brands, a portfolio of over 40 brands. Mitch, what do you think? Um, you know, I, I, I'm liking this one. I like their proprietary ramp technology, right? You saw it in that video we played before the interview. Um, and also, I love being on top of trends, right? The mention of Snapchat, the mention of TikTok. That's something, you know, we know well at Benzinga, right? You've got to move where the trends are. you got to know those trends. And one of the things that I've been looking at is looking for also, I wanted to see some of this DTA kind of uh, attempt here, but some companies that can stand out to me, some newer companies, some companies that are growing like Lemonade, Lending Tree, Quicken Loans. Those three really kind of stand out to me as companies that are really viable growing. They're going to probably require more and more. Right. As they as they grow, we probably will also see system one kind of get that lift in the revenue. So I'm going to be looking at companies like this because those are the companies that I think could continue to drive because, of course, there's going to be these smaller companies that come in and out um, in, into their business. But the bigger companies, I'm sure, drive more of the revenue um, that I'm going to go ahead and take a deeper look to find out which customers are the most important uh so we'll we'll be looking after that and paying attention to that that's what i'll be looking to uh looking forward in the next earnings i gotta throw up some of these comments because i know we have michael in the background here that sst ticker getting some love in the chat here sst i'm in because of the (laughs) ticker 
Um, Hopefully not the just because of the ticker. Not just because of the ticker, because you just heard why on this show. But yeah, I mean, uh, love the ticker there. Great reference. Uh, Mitch, I love the international too, right? You're, You're talking about a business here where they have real revenue, they have real earnings, and they really haven't attacked the international market as aggressively as maybe they could have, right? And now they're going to. So there's your growth engine right there too. You know, we talk about, you know, where's the growth? Well, you have it, right? They're integrating more brands. They're growing the ramp network and they're expanding to new countries. So to me, that's a great sign for growth. Definitely. I mean, when you got some international, you got some domestic, you got some areas to continue growing into. That's what SPACs are all about, right? Essentially, it's looking towards a stock that can grow and you see an actual outlook. Not just these ones that I say, you know, there's baskets, right? I always talk about my baskets, right? There's pre-revenues. There's the ones that have some revenues. And then there's more stocks that I can see. It's This is just a business and it's just going to continue running. Um, you know, whether these are going to go to the moon. Who, who knows to that? You know, I, I got to say that those are the baskets that I'm not really worried about going to the moon, but it feels like a much safer investment than the the, the basket all the way yeah. over here with the pre-revenue, like kind of forward looking ones like, are we ever going to get there kind of companies? This is not into that basket. I'll go ahead and I'll throw it into the right basket. Um, so, hey, we'll be paying attention to see what happens with the stock. Right now, I think it was trading just underneath 10, but let me check it today. I was taking a look at it. Yeah, it's at 9.95. So, hey, you know how we talk about getting these yeah. before they Great make Great risk-reward here. Great risk-reward. At 9.95, it's definitely something to add to the watch list. Um, all right, I'm going to go and have some fun. Uh, I'll let Chris lead here on the watch list and probably tell you guys some stocks. It looks like... I am having uh, a fun voice game. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. a lot of things that they want you to say in the chat to, to copy some of these movies. Uh, want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mitch, I'm loving the voice, um, but I mean, I know it's not your normal voice. It's but uh, Meta Mitch, yeah. Mitch. Maybe uh, you, you hung out with Mark Zuckerberg and you wanted to be part of the metaverse and you are fully <laughs> integrated into the metaverse. But yeah, I mean, so hopefully everyone enjoyed that interview again. Um, ticker T-R-E-B right now, SST upon the merger change system one. Let's dive into our watch list, though, and take a look at what is moving out there. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and head to the watch list. All right, guys, going to go ahead and bring up my watch list. Had to do a little refresh here to make sure we get some active data right here. All right, so at, like always, we're going to take a look here and see what's the top mover is standing out for me right now. Looks like I got a skin up here. Do you, do you know this one, Chris? Yeah, so beauty skin health. is beauty health. Um, this is the, uh, like, hydrofacials. Um, so Dude, what are we doing? We're, we're doing it all wrong, man. We should be looking at the hydrofacials. I, I mean, I guess so. This. this is... This is a uh, possible reopening play, right? Because a lot of those businesses weren't seeing people come in. I know this brand is well-known in Asia as well. Um, I think they have some celebrity endorsements as well. So, And if I'm not mistaken, Mitch, I think they have earnings this month too. It's hard to keep track of all these November earnings. But, yup, 
Tuesday, November 9th. So one week from today, Mitch, Skin has earnings. Um, so uh, this could be a stock to watch if it can continue that move up. Yeah, you know, one thing I'd say is this is – I love when I see moves like this. This is a clear A, B, C pattern going towards the D move. Nice patterns holding. You can see how it holds sideways. Doesn't really do one of these moves where it's like really choppy. Sideways action again, support here, nice breakout. These are the type of stocks that I like to trade, Chris. When I can see patterns like this that are clear as day, why not, right? Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at some other stocks. Stock that stayed strong. A lot of people just don't even pay attention to Porch Group. Chris has heard me mention this stock, how I'm always impressed how strong it stays. Even when it makes that run up. And it comes all the way back down to 16. Look at this next run up. Just as strong. The run ups are, it's ladder ups, ladder down in this game. What are you thinking here in Porch? Yeah, I mean, Porch, uh, they had some news. Uh, was that in yesterday's headlines or maybe an analyst note? I know we talked about this one um, over the last couple days. Um, yep, Loop Capital initiating coverage, a buy rating and a $30 price target. Um you know, if you if you look at the the chart on this thing, it's kind of traded, you know, uh, within a range, and really just is looking for that breakout, right? And, and you've got it highlighted there on the chart. I mean, this is an end to end platform. Um, it's one I've liked for a while. Uh, another great company that went public via SPAC that people probably don't even realize was a SPAC deal when they hear this company and see that chart. Yeah, these are one of those that I, I talk about all the time. And a lot of people tell me, oh, but Specs was so bad. I mean, Porch is looking too not too bad there. Uh, let's keep going down the list. Uh, wheels up about 5% today. Uh, do you see that move there, Chris? I didn't even see that one. Um, so up, yeah, uh, 778. So this could be another one of those, you know, D Specs under $10 where it's starting to get attention again. Um, and this is another earnings play, Mitch. They've got earnings next week, mm-hmm. November 10th. I mean, pretty much if you're a company that went public via SPAC, you have earnings this week, I swear, based on the Benzinga Pro calendar. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so wheels up. Um, you know, they, they've got some celebrities involved in this one too, some celebrity investors. This is private aviation. Um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say with an update on earnings. Yeah, we'll keep a watch on it. Uh, another one making a move up from the lows of the lows. TMC, a little bounce there, 3%. Not much there, but definitely, I mean, if you want to go bottom fishing, it's getting close towards that bottom. It's down to $3, Chris. Yeah. Uh, definitely a downfall that you probably didn't want to be holding through. So um, if you got stuck in that name, feel bad about that one. But let's just keep rolling. Let's, let's look at a couple other ones. Joby also up. Interesting, you know, we've been talking about this day two move here on Joby. Uh, definitely getting on up there, pushing on up. I mean, these these are random ones. I think they, they, they might not last, but, I mean, Joby, not doing that bad. We also saw a different one yeah, move yesterday. Archer right? we highlighted Archer, yesterday. So Joby go. could be the sympathy play in the makeup trade there with Archer. Good call out, Mitch. These EVTOL ones, also Blade, BLDE, I know uh, has been a popular ARC one. Um, so it looks like maybe EVTOL is getting some, uh, you know, trades here. 
And, and it could be people trying to pick either the leader or just kind of get into all of them, right, with the basket approach. So, um, you know, something to watch out There's for. Right here. But yeah, every day now this week, we, we've seen one of these EVTOLs kind of pop up on the on the leaderboard. So uh, that's, that's very interesting. Um, Mitch, I got to highlight one here. Uh, if you can Let's pull up CND, Concord Acquisition Corp. And this is why if you do not have Benzinga Pro, I, I saw an alert on Benzinga Pro that said Concord Acquisition CEO to be on CNBC. So that is a catalyst, Whoa. right? Whenever these CEOs go on CNBC, and this is an interesting one because this is the company that is bringing um, the circle public. And this is the USD coin creator. So if you know crypto, you know the stable coin USDC, and there actually was some positive commentary yesterday on stable coins and the CEO going on CNBC. Um, we could get some comments from him on what this means for the company. So uh, CND not moving much yet today, Mitch, but I have a feeling that that CNBC appearance, um, we could definitely see some attention on CND. Well, there you guys have it. You get a push up, a pull back, a push up, a pull back. Now I push up. Now it just needs to hold support there at 1140s. Get back on up there through the 1150s. Break out through that 1156. You want to see some volume increase into that move. I do think that some people got long right around this area from 1140s to 1150s. So that's where a majority of your traders are trading right now. So if you do get above that 1150, I'd look for the breakout. We'll see what happens here. CND, as you mentioned, could be on CNBC. I don't know if they're still on. I know they were supposed to come on at 11. Um, so we'll see if they're still on. I haven't seen anything on that. I haven't seen an update of what was said or if that appearance already happened. If you're in the chat and you mm -hmm. happen to be watching CNBC and not us right hopefully now, you're hopefully not, you're but... not. Um, but if for some reason you were, right, because you cared about that interview, I guess I can understand that. Uh, let us know what uh, we'll, was said about we'll, we'll CNBC. Mitch, I, another thing I forgot to put in headlines today, we talked about this mm -hmm. off air yesterday. So uh, Rivian, right, is going public, and this could have an impact on electric vehicle stocks. But the other stock to watch here, Mitch, is SoFi, S-O-F-I. According to the filing for Rivian's IPO, they said that they will give retail investors access to purchase a portion of their IPO shares through SoFi's online brokerage platform. That is directly mm. from the filing. So if you want early access to Rivian shares, SoFi appears as of now to be the only retail broker to offer that early access. Uh, Mitch, could that be enough of a catalyst for SoFi, right? Rivian's going to be one of the hottest IPOs of the year. I think a lot of people want to get in. Is that enough to get people to open a SoFi account if they don't already have one? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, there's a lot of people that were getting into the boat yesterday. So uh, as you guys can clearly see by that volume spike yesterday that you see right here, um, there was someone thinking it was bullish. So today it's just kind of more of a news to kind of keep it in rele relevancy, I would say. It's not something that I think pushes it over the top. Not something that hurts it, but definitely keeps it 
in the investor's eyes. And that's why I always talk about news flow. This is news flow. Continue the news flow into the earnings so that when you get that news flow that's positive, it actually brings the investors, they're watching it. You get what I mean? When you bring out Catalyst, always remember what happens. When we get Catalyst, what happens is investors' eyes go on the stock. So what you want to see is a lot of times if you're looking for a stock to be continue being bullish, you want to continue to see the catalyst come out and out. It doesn't necessarily always have to be the best catalyst, but you want to see them spending money to put out PRs because PRs are not free, guys. You got to pay what? for them. <laughs> and you know how that one goes, Chris, right? You're not going to put out a PR for no reason, right? You're going to put it out for a reason. There's that. That's what I focus on, guys. That's the story. Let's focus on that. The story is so far right now. Keep it relevant. Let's see that bank charter come in and see that and, lift come in. And SoFi. I just want to highlight in the chat again, that was directly from the filing, but we've got some insight here from Cole, one of our longtime viewers saying, I just got offer from SoFi to buy Rivian. So that is true. Whoa, whoa. If you have a SoFi account, it looks like you are now getting early access to Rivian shares. Um, so I don't have a SoFi account, Mitch, which is weird because I'm a SoFi shareholder. Um, but uh, I might have to uh, take a look at uh, seeing if I can get in on this IPO by signing up for SoFi. So uh Great call out on the news cycle, though. I mean, SoFi has had some great positive news lately. And I mean, the chart reflects that, right? That it's getting continued attention and continued positive news flow. So uh, what else on the watch list? I feel like we touched on a lot of them. Um, we do have earnings later this week. Um, maybe we can add, uh, look at some of those. Who was this week? We've got MP Materials. Uh, Nicola and DraftKings, I know, are the big three. Um, I don't think we're seeing big moves in those ones yet, um, but those could be on watch tomorrow uh, or the next day with the earnings. Yeah, something definitely to keep on watch uh, whenever we have these earnings, and especially lately, um, they have been definitely affecting these stocks. So keep it on watch. Yesterday, we went through a lot of the dates. So if you didn't catch that, I would definitely check that out, guys. Uh, we've been going through these dates like crazy, trying to get you guys prepared for the month. And we've been doing this every single month. So definitely, guys, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I want to get you guys over to take a look now. Let's take a look at the big mover that everyone's focusing on, which is Lucid. Uh, let's take a look at Lucid and see what we're seeing. All right, uh, so Lucid's having kind of another pullback type of day here. We'll see what happens if it can continue to pull back. But what are you thinking, Chris? I mean, now that Lucid's kind of in this chop zone after this push towards 40, what's the next catalyst that could be coming into maybe the stock to get it off of these levels? Yeah, so I mean, the next catalyst is the delivery numbers. How many cars did they actually deliver? And they report earnings on November 15th. So I think we're going to see that news shared with the earnings release, right? And I think maybe you also see CEO Peter Rollinson go on maybe a CNBC, right? To talk about their delivery, talk about their earnings. Yeah, I mean, you see that chart and I think it's very telling, Mitch, right? It, this was a uh, you know, buy ahead of the event, right? We knew that they were going to do deliveries on Saturday. So I think the time to get into this one was up to that of 
event. Now you're seeing some profit taking. The other thing, which I think a couple people called out in the chat, Lucid was getting high mention on like a Wall Street bets and some of the other uh, forums. Those forums tend to go, you know, where the trend is, right? So maybe today they're taking profits in Lucid and going after a different stock, like maybe an Avis or something that's high flying, right? So I think Lucid's going to see some short-term pressure. But again, I, I think, you know, going into the earnings and the delivery release, that's the next big catalyst here. All right. Well, I, I actually think that, you know, this this kind of sell-off is expected. I, I talked about I want to see a 50% retracement of this candle. So we're kind of getting into that zone right now. This is what I wanted to see. If we can get on up through 40 in the next couple of days, I think this still looks like a rocket. So just stay tuned, guys. I know that a lot of people are thinking maybe that they're switching on to the momentum play. But a lot of the people that have been in Lucid are more longer term looking. And they're looking for what? They're not looking for a pop to 40. They're looking for a pop to 60s, 80s, 100. That's what they're looking to sell. And those are the type of investor that's in Lucid right now. And it's more of a cult-like following stock. So what I'm looking for is continued momentum buying into this pressure. So if you look at the tape, we want to see is weak bottom candles. So weak, uh, kind of this wick, lower wick and closing up green. If this candle ends up closing up green today, it's going to be a good look. You know what I mean? Even if it pulls back and, and kind of closes near this level, we'll still be looking good because we're starting to get a retrace of this couple weekdays. But now I want to see the next day start getting strong. So tomorrow I'll be looking for Lucid to get really strong and break out through at least 40. That shows me that continued momentum that it wants to run now versus developing like a week long pattern or a monthly long pattern. So right now we're looking at the daily breakout type of pattern and looking more into the what I would look even into the one hour chart. This is when I love to look at the one hour chart and you see how it gets a little clearer there, Chris. It, it seems clear, right? Yep. I mean, a run up, couple runs. And what do we what do we look for always? We talk about this constantly um we, we want to see a couple runs up the three the three rule right so one run up two runs up three runs up coming back down all the way to support and now if it gets that fourth run aren't you going to be feeling a little bullish when it gets back up there yeah definitely and i mean that fourth run it could happen anytime right and especially with a, a catalyst like earnings and delivery numbers coming so I think November, it's going to be a big month for some of these EV companies, right? Like Lucid and Fisker with the auto show. Um, so definitely keep these on watch if they're not already, nope. guys. I got one more. I'll go into overtime. I'm Ooh. not going to let you down. Reason why I'm going into overtime, I put this in the title. I'm not letting you guys down to viewers. I'm not trying to do clickbait here. Look at BKKT. Lisa Lee coming in here. And I like the last name, Hunt. If you guys don't know, race movie, Hunt, <laughs> James Hunt. I love that movie right there. B BKKT. All right, let's take a look at it and what's going to happen with this rocket. This has been one of the, the ones that I really wanted to talk about today. Look at this, Chris. What are you thinking, man? If we rocketed back up, came all the way back down to 20, then pushed on up. Yesterday, I was actually talking about this with uh, Carl. I was telling him to buy 19s um when it was coming down here uh but as we can see it's not it's not there anymore 
Um, we'll, we'll see if it can kind of hold these levels, but it's, it's pushing guys. It's pushing. It's trying to get back up. Yeah, there. And I mean, I did, I know it did halt at one point yesterday, which it had halted before during that big run up. Right. And that was actually when I owned some shares and I sold out, um, you know, on that run up. And this is one where if it pulls back, I, I kind of want to get back in. I really like their cryptocurrency platform. I like their interest in the sector. I, I want more exposure to crypto in my portfolio, right? Rather than just, you know, the actual crypto. I want the platforms, the companies that are helping. And, and this news for Backed, right, that they are working, um, you know, was it? Yeah, with MasterCard. Um, it, I, that's a huge partnership, right? MasterCard is one of the biggest names out there. So uh, this is one that's on my continued watch list, Mitch, to get back in. Yeah, I'll keep it on watch. I mean, it's so it's so strong. It's incredible. These are the ones that you definitely got to keep an eye out for because when they go, they go. Um, and I've been I've been actually looking at a, a lot of kind of these uh, cryptocurrency plays, uh, not only BKKT, um, looking all around. I even saw a MicroVast, uh, not not Micro, is MicroStrategy. Yep, MicroStrategy. Uh, MS, yeah, MSTR, yep. that one big stock starting to break out. I called it out earlier today. It looked really strong. Look how it's pushing right now. And, and this is crazy. I didn't expect this, guys. I, I, I expected to look at it and see it up like 5%. Now it's up 13%. That's some strength into that push. This is that crypto push that we've been looking at. So you guys know how I like to look at industries. That's the reason you're seeing BKK T move up like that because it has that potential. And with seeing other crypto stocks make moves like that, you could see this continue. Definitely. So that's going to do it for us today. I mean, as you guys can see, a lot of stocks going crazy out there. It's one of those parabolic times. This is when I tell you guys, it's always important to know when the river is flowing and when the river is dried up. There was a period there when the stocks were getting hurt and a lot of swing traders and day traders were giving back profits. This is what I talk about, how the river is drying up. You got to read it quickly so that you can hold on to your capital and know that when the times are flowing, when stocks are going to the moon and you're seeing a bunch of stocks just rotate up, that's when you want to go ahead and nail down and invest hard and, and push some cash into your portfolio because that's when I've seen that investors really can go after stocks. Sometimes you even get lucky. Sometimes you even pick a stock that probably would have gone down, doesn't even have the best fundamentals, but goes up. Why? Because the whole market's going up and everything's going uh, parabolic. I mean, why not jump on the on the boat, Definitely. right? And so th that's how it is a lot of the times. I hope that you guys out there enjoying your SPAC investments. That's why Chris and I do this, because at the end of the day, we want you guys to be informed and be able to know these companies like the back of your hand. And I think that SPACs attack definitely gives that advantage. So you guys let us know if you guys get that advantage from SPACs. And we'll see you next time. Like always, up next, they're going to talk a lot about car, Avis, going to the moon, up past 500, over 200% move on a $180 stock when it started the day. Man, check it out, guys. I mean, if you guys don't believe it yourself, just see it. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. 